You're listening to a podcast from Washington Post Live, bringing the newsroom to you live. Good afternoon and welcome to Washington Post Live. I'm Paige Winfield Cunningham, Deputy Newsletter Editor here at The Post. One month ago, the city of Philadelphia took away its mask mandate, but on Monday it became the first major U.S. city to put that mandate back in place as COVID hospitalizations rose. And today I'm joined by the mayor of that city, Philadelphia Mayor Jim Kenney, to talk to us about, how, about his decision to put the mask mandates back in place and the path forward as COVID cases rise. Mayor Kenney, thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Nice to meet you. A reminder to our audience that we do want to hear from you during this conversation. Please tweet your questions to at post live and I'll try to get some of those in during our conversation. Uh, so Mayor Kenny, uh, as I just noted, Philadelphia recently went from all clear level to level two, which I know means that residents uh, and visitors to the city have to wear masks indoors in public spaces. Can you lay out for us why you made that decision and what specific metrics you used? Well, our health professionals recommended uh, that we um, do a mandate again because their, their data have shown that mandates get people to wear them more than just uh, you know, highly recommended. Uh, our case counts were 240% higher uh, than they were when we got rid of the mask mandate a month ago. Uh, we, we, we usually uh, track what's going on in Europe, uh, what's going on in Great Britain, uh, and knew it was coming here. And our belief is that you know, wearing masks again will tamp down the case counts and hospitalizations and allow us to continue to reopen uh, and uh, and to get back to more normalcy. Um, the, the, the mask issue, which I do not understand, and in my lifetime, I've never seen anything like it, uh, has become such a politicized uh, issue. Uh, it's the most simplest thing you can do uh, to keep yourself safe and to keep people safe. Uh, and the po politicization of this issue uh, based on national politics and uh, you know, politics around the country um, have just made everyone crazy about it. Um, it it's not a big burden uh, to, to wear a mask, walking into a restaurant, sitting down at your table, and when you eat, you take your mask off. Uh, it's not a big burden to wear your mask on a plane or on public transportation. Um, so I'm sad to say that this is, you know, this nation has devolved uh, into a selfish selfish bunch who want what they want for themselves and are sometimes not willing to help each other out as Americans. And I do want to talk more about the politicization because that's a really interesting um, part of that here and an important part. Um, but I do want to press you a little bit on, you know, we saw the CDC uh, revise its guidance on masking and now it seems to be based more on hospitalizations. And it, it seems, and correct me if I'm wrong, but that your sort of benchmark for determining when to put the requirements back in place is now stricter at this point than the CDC's. Why not go with the CDC guidance on that? Well, because it, it, we, we set up our business community for the most part, wanted some metrics they could be transparent and they could depend on. And so we set up those, those metrics. Uh, we shared them with the business community and they agreed. Uh, and then when we, when we exceeded those benchmarks, uh, we either had to live up to those metrics or, or not, and then figure out why we were going to argue we shouldn't live up to the metrics that we all agreed to. Um, so, Every area of the country is different. Every, every city and state is different. We just believe that 
and, and believe today that taking the, this very minor precaution of wearing a mask um, is, uh, is easier than, than slipping backwards into lockdowns and other types of restrictions that we don't want to go back to. And yet I know Philadelphia seems like a bit of an outlier at this point, uh, being the only major U.S. city that is putting those restrictions back in place. And it does seem like a large to a large degree that the Biden administration uh, leaders of, of states and particularly Democratic leaders of states and cities that maybe were stricter earlier in the pandemic, it feels like they're sort of moving on. Are you, uh, do you feel as though uh, other leaders are moving too quickly? And would you like to see similar mandates put back in place in other parts of the country? Well, it's not for me to judge leaders of other cities or states. I mean, it's not, um, I'm the mayor of Philadelphia and that's my responsibility. Uh, I've, I've committed through this whole, this whole uh, dilemma, this whole pandemic, to follow the guidance of health professionals, um, you know, doctors and scientists, uh, and that's what we're doing here. Um, and um, we're hoping that taking these measures now, and we see our case counts and our hospitalizations going down, uh, that, that that in fact this has worked, uh, and we can get out of the mass mandate sooner than later. There have also some been some questions around the effectiveness of masks, particularly as we've seen many people uh, wear sort of the, the cloth masks, maybe not the N95s that I know have been recommended. Um, and obviously, we know the effectiveness of vaccines. Have you ever considered doing some kind of vaccination requirement instead of masks, masked mandates and, and thought about you know, how you might measure the effectiveness of both of those things? I think it's more difficult to do vaccination mandates than it is to do mass mandates. And I agree with you that these that these types of masks, my actually my 76, Philadelphia 76ers mask, um, are are effective effective measures. But even the cloth masks uh, that that are not as effective as these uh, do uh, cut down transmission of of COVID-19. Uh, I know the city was sued on Saturday by a group of business owners and residents who say that this mask mandate is illegal. Uh, what considerations on the impact of businesses did you have before setting this mandate into motion? And I know you mentioned talking to business leaders, but can you uh, kind of characterize for us what those conversations were like and then give a response to that lawsuit? Well, as I said earlier, when we set the metrics, we we, we circulated those metrics to the business community uh, and there was uh, almost universal agreement that these were good metrics and that were they were transparent and dependable. Uh, and then when we abided by the metrics, people complained. So, I mean, I, I just think that we're in this environment where people will complain about just about anything that we do or that a government does to keep people safe. Um, you know, people complain back when we were had to go through the lockdowns and that was not something that we wanted to do, but um, we're, we're up to pre-pandemic employment rates in the city. Uh, we're, we have 33 new restaurants that are opening this spring. Uh, we're open for business. We're getting people back into office buildings. Uh, we're, we're, we're doing really well. We're getting convention business back. Our hotels censuses are up um, and um, we're, getting, we're getting back to normal. You've been mayor, of course, through the last two years of this pandemic. Uh, what changes have you seen in the attitudes of Philadelphians at, about the pandemic two years ago until till let a lot of talk about pandemic weariness? And along with that, are you concerned that there's going to be less compliance with the mask mandates because people are just kind of tired of it? 
Well, I mean, I'm, I'm tired of 5,000 people dying in our city uh, from COVID-19. Um, and, and we want to try to avoid any more loss of life. We have people who are, who are susceptible uh, to disease because of other comorbidities and other uh, health issues. And I, I just would hope uh, that people would want to care about each other uh, more uh, by making a, sm a small sacrifice to keep elderly children, people who have pre-existing conditions safe. I mean, I think that's the responsibility of us as Americans, as us as Philadelphians. Uh, and I'm hopeful that people will understand that and make a, a small sacrifice for the good of others. Does the fact that you're term limited and unable to run for re-election make this decision to reinstitute the mandate a little bit easier? I mean, I'm, I haven't thought about it in those terms. I mean, I'm I'm happy with term limits. I'm I'm happy to, to not have to run again, uh, and it does give you a modicum of freedom uh, to to make decisions that sometimes are difficult. Uh, this is not a decision that we wanted to make that we were looking forward to making. Um, but when I'm advised by people who know more than me about science and medicine that um, it was a it was the right thing to do, um, I'm happy to not happy, but I'm glad to have done it. Um, and um, and we're hoping with the numbers going in the direction that they're going now, uh, we'll be able to not do it uh, really shortly. It seems like if it was a year ago, most of the people criticizing your mask mandate might be Republicans. But now, uh, Pennsylvania's Attorney General Josh Shapiro, who's a member of your own party, has called your new mandate counterproductive. How do you respond to yeah. that? I like Josh Shapiro. I'm supporting Josh Shapiro, and I hope he becomes the governor. Uh, he is running in a, in a state that's not necessarily always blue, uh, coming from an area of the state that is blue. Um, so sometimes you have to take positions that necessarily I don't agree with, but I'm still supporting him. I think he's the best candidate for governor that we have out there. Uh, just zooming out to the national level for a minute, um, a few days ago, as I'm sure you're aware, a Florida judge struck down the CDC's mass requirements on, on public transportation. And now uh, the Biden administration is going to appeal that. Uh, do you support that decision to appeal the ruling? And is it something that Philadelphia might sign on to? I think what's ironic about the whole judicial ruling or the opinion is, you know, a, a mid-30s federal judge who was who was um, confirmed probably by a voice vote in a lame duck session of the Senate uh, appointed by Donald Trump is basically setting the health policy for the entire nation. And I think there's something wrong with that scenario. And I'm hopeful that with the, I'm more concerned with the ruling not about the mass mandate, I'm more concerned about what it does to this, potentially to the CDC when it comes to future health crises uh, that the CDC has to weigh in on. And I think they need to appeal this uh, in order to maintain the CDC's prominence in making decisions on what's good for Americans' health and not a, not a politically appointed judge from a state that has always resisted uh, science and medicine um, and, um, and, and should not be setting health policy for the country.
Well, and after that ruling, we saw a, a lot of uh, private companies, airlines, et cetera, lifting their mask mandates, sometimes mid-flight, uh, and that included uh, Southeastern Pennsylvania Transportation Authority lifted its mask mandate for customers and employees. In your view, was that a good call, bad call? What do you think of that? Well, actually, it's not lifted for their employees. Their employees who are driving, riding, driving buses are still required to wear the mask. I don't agree with their decision. Uh, they did not. They did not discuss it or, or, um, or you know, get together with us on it. Uh, I don't think it's the right decision. But they're a separate, independent agency uh, that's appointed. Their members are appointed by, by the governor and the legislature, and two members appointed by me. Um, so I mean, I I can't speak for them and what drove them to this decision. Uh, but I think it was a little bit premature, and I would have appreciated a little more of a heads up and a little more conversation. As we look ahead to uh, the next year where we're trying to move past the pandemic, what do you see as the biggest challenge for local elected officials such as yourself? And when does this end? At what point can people feel as though real life, normal life is back? No, I mean, no I, mandate. Again, I'm not, I'm not a doctor and I'm not a scientist, but my prediction is that this particular health issue will be with us for quite some time. And my hope is that we get to the point that it's more like a flu shot every year uh, and we don't have the continued loss of life uh, and, and severe illness. Um, I just think it's gonna be part of our, part of our um, uh, health regimen uh, for at least the rest of my life. Um, and, um, and again, I, don't, I, never, I never understood the vaccine resistance. We get vaccinated for everything. Kids can't go to school without measles, mumps, and, and rubella vaccinations. Um, polio vaccinations, uh, how this all got out of control, I think is probably more Trumpian, Trumpian driven uh, and, um, and politically driven. And I don't think it was in the best interest of our country. And I would have expected more from Americans looking out for each other as opposed to resisting uh, and complaining about everything. I'd like to spend our last few minutes talking about drug addiction. Uh, and I was reminded of this today because President Biden is announcing his first plan to take on drug addiction in this country. Uh, and I know that you've been the leader on pushing for supervised injection sites. You tried to get one going in Philadelphia. It was blocked by courts. Still isn't up and going. We have some in New York. Um, but what's the status on that? Do you hope to eventually see a supervised injection site in Philadelphia? First of all, my hope was we wouldn't we wouldn't need to even be talking about it. Secondly, we're in conversations with the Department of Justice now. Um, we, we would not be running the site. It would be run by a nonprofit. Um, the, the, my, from my perspective, if you die of a drug overdose, you can't get better. You can't um, go to treatment. You can't get your life back. So if you inject in an alleyway or you know, under a bridge somewhere and you lose your life, your life is gone for good. If you are using drugs and can inject in a safe place with medical, me medically supervised folks uh, and you overdose, we can save your life and perhaps get you to a point where you'll get into, into recovery. Um, and, and that's, it's basically harm reduction and life saving. Uh, I understand how it cuts against people's understanding of whether or not you know, drugs are, you know, drugs are not a good thing uh, and that people shouldn't use them. But the fact of the matter is they do use them and they're dying from them in large numbers. And if we could set up a system or a situation <clears throat> where they can deal with their addiction, um, inject safely uh, and not die, 
I think that's our responsibility to keep people from dying. Have you been able to make progress in your city trying to get more officials on board? Because I know that this idea, as you alluded to, has been really hotly debated among officials and there's been a lot of concerns about it. Uh, what are the conversations like now and how are you trying to bring people over to, to your side of supporting this sort of a thing? Well, after the, after, uh, the former U.S. attorney left uh, to run for office, um, the new justice, the, the Biden Justice Department was much more, is much more realistic about the conversations. Now, they, they have not endorsed it, nor do I expect that they're going to endorse it, but they're at least willing to talk to us about a set of guidelines and rules that need to be followed from community standards, from police uh, strategy standards, uh, and um, how it would operate. Uh, we're not there yet. Uh, they're, they're open-minded and cooperative and helpful, as a matter of fact. Um, and and we'll and we'll see where we we end up. I just want to keep people from dying and give them an opportunity to recover. Well, and and as you say, I, I was going to ask you about that very thing, the position of the Justice Department, because the plan that the administration released notably doesn't address the issue of supervised sites. Uh, had you hoped to get a stronger support from the administration on this, and do you have a sense of why they're not endorsing this explicitly? Well, I mean, they're law, they're law enforcement people first and foremost, and, and it's still, you know, injection of heroin and use of heroin is against the law. So I understand the, the perspective that they're coming out of. Uh, I, am, I am thankful that they have been at least open-minded and to have the discussion of whether or not it's feasible and possible. They have, again, have not made a decision yet. Uh, and, um, you know, they're, but they've been working with us and with Safe House, which is the nonprofit, to try to figure out a you know, a workable plan, uh, if, 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 if at all possible. Um, and uh, hopefully we can save some people's lives and get them into recovery and get them better. Our time is drawing short, but I do want to, to ask one last question, and that is the issue of crime, which is getting a lot of attention, of course, nationwide. Uh, what's happening in your, in your own city? I know that we've seen crime rates going up, and do you have any plans to, to, to respond to that, especially in this yeah. election year where uh, crime can be a tough issue for Democrats? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, crime overall is not going up, violent, violent crime. Uh, gun crime and shootings and homicides are on a severe rise. Um, we, we, Philadelphia is located in a state uh, where it's harder to get a driver's license than it is to get a gun. Um, you know, get a driver's license in Pennsylvania, you have to take a written test, you have to take a driving test, you have to show proof of insurance, uh, you have to do lots of things in order to get a, to be, be able to get behind a wheel. Uh, to get your hands behind a gun, all you have to do is go to a gun show in Pennsylvania and buy as many guns as you want, including ghost guns, which you can put together at your kitchen table. So in a state like Pennsylvania, it is more challenging for cities like Philadelphia uh, to, to, to control the flow of guns into our city. If you look at New York City, for example, in New York State that have very strict gun laws, uh, it is harder to get a, a gun in New York than it is to get it in Pennsylvania. Same thing with California, Massachusetts, and um, they have less of a gun violence problem than states like Pennsylvania, um, uh, states down south, uh, Ohio, Indiana, uh, those 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 places. So I'm not looking. I'm not. I don't think we're going to get gun control anytime soon. I would like to get some control on straw purchases of guns. The legislature won't allow us to implement our own uh, straw purchase um, gun laws. Uh, we're in. We're in court, we're in state court trying to get some independence 
uh, some ability for us to control our own destiny. Our Philadelphia Police Department took 6,000 guns off the street last year, uh, and they're being replaced almost simultaneously uh, every time we take one off, one, one more pops up. Uh, they're getting into the hands of, of 14, 15, 16-year-olds who uh, settle their disputes with their peers uh, by shooting each other, as opposed to what we did when we were younger, um, uh, which would be a, be a fist fight. Um, so we're, we're struggling with that. We're investing in um, violence prevention efforts. Uh, we're bolstering our police department, um, and we're working with our law enforcement partners on the state and federal level uh, to, to get a control over some of the activities that are going on, on our streets. Well, Mayor Kenny, we are out of time, but thank you so much for joining us here today. It was a fascinating conversation. My pleasure. Nice meeting you. Thanks. Thanks for listening. For more information on our upcoming programs, go to WashingtonPostLive.com.